Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeum again. We are going through the letters of Apostle Paul. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we, we have gone as far as verse 12, 13, where he was talking about he has laid the foundation and other people are building on that foundation. And he's warning those who are building and everybody that is teaching and preaching, pastors and teachers and so on, they are building on the foundation that you have been saved, you are following Christ, we are now to teach you more of the word of God that is the building. But what are you building on those foundations? Is it made of gold or silver or precious stones or wood and hay and stubble? So that what we prove what you are building with is in the end. Every man's work shall be made manifest, verse 13. For the day shall declare it, the day, the day that is going to be a day of trial. Because it shall be revealed by fire. Physical fire is what is using as analogy, but fire is the persecution is a form of fire. Persecution to deny Christ, persecution to cause God, like what happened to Job in the in, in his day. After he has he has been trusting God, God is providing for him, providing everything, everything is fine, all his family are fine. And then there comes the day that the Satan came to tempt, test him, took all the money, took all the gold, took all the riches away from him, took all his children. And he was still saying, God has given, God has taken away, blessed be the glory of God. He didn't cause God. There comes another time, they devil took his earth away. He was now sick with something like a boil all over. Almost like what you say, smallpox, something like that. And his, his wife said, this is too much. Curse God and let's just get over it. And that was the devil through his wife saying that. And Job refused to curse God and kept crying unto God. See, That was because he, he was standing on the sure foundation that he knew God. That even if God slay him, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That was his, his, his confession. Though God slay him, he said he will still trust God. Why the other people that were just getting something from the hand of God, if they don't get any money, they would run away from God and curse God. He said, no, even if he slay me, I will trust him. That's because he knew God. He knew what it's all about. He knew that there's going to be a resurrection. He knew that in the end, there's going to be a kingdom to come. And that is the one we are teaching you. We are not teaching you of things that is temporary. We are teaching you of the eternal glory that's coming, eternal kingdom that's coming, where there will be peace forever. That only those that live for him right now, no matter what trial we go through, we enter that kingdom that's coming. Job knew about it, that's why he held on to God, held to his confession. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Amen. So that is really the building upon the foundation of the truth with stones that are precious stones that will not be burnt off in the day of trial and temptation. And that's why Apostle Paul said, I've laid the foundation, bringing people to Christ. Repent and be saved. You now say, follow Christ. And teachers come, pastors come and teach you more to build upon it. What are they teaching you? Are they building money, money, make money, you be rich and so on. And then, then the days of trial come, you run away from God. You curse God because the money just vaporized. Because that was what happened to Job. The money just vaporized. Even all the children just disappeared dead. And him, so his own health also disappeared. Did he curse God? No. He knew that there is still a kingdom coming. That he's shooting for. It's not you know, all these things that are temporary. He's thanking God for them. Thanking God for them. And when it was taken away, he didn't cause God. He just uh, God took it away. He's still looking for that kingdom that is to come. That is our challenge to you. Keep looking at that kingdom that is to come. That is our challenge to you. Keep looking at that kingdom that is to come. That is our goal. It's, our goal is not to be rich here now. Our goal is not to be healthy and well. Health and wealth and wealth and riches. They are all things God gives to us to enjoy this one right now. To do his work. 
and we thank God for it and we rejoice for it. But if all those things go away, we are still looking for the gold. Our goal is to, to, to enter that kingdom that's to come. So you have to know what are you shooting for? What is your goal? What's your purpose? Remember that. And that's why we say it depends on what are they teaching you where the building stubble that will fade away and the day of trial of fire, the trial that will come upon every believer, is that going to make you deny Christ and run away from God and cause God? And if you say take their Islam or they cut your head off, you are trying to save your life, you want to take their Islam. So that means you are not sure of what you are where you are going if you die. If you know that if you die in the, in, in Christ Jesus, you are going to a, a rest where Christ is going to bring all his sins back. To live forever on this planet, while those people that are persecuting you, that say you are to take Islam or be cut off, they are going to lake of fire. That's the test. That's the test. I'm telling you, this is the truth. The word of that's why Apostle Paul said, those who are building on this foundation, make sure you are building precious stones, gold, silver, precious stones, not wood, stuff that you are burnt up when they when they spirit He said, for every man's work, that's, I'm reading First Corinthians chapter three. Verse 13, for every man's work, that's every man's work, the work of you precious, the work of you teacher, shall be made manifest. And that's also your work, you as listening. Because it depends on what you are listening to, say that some have itchy ears, they only want to listen to this one. No, I don't want that one. They want to listen to this one that's giving them some smooth words that make them feel like, oh, um, um, there's no, so listen to sound doctrine that will make you stand firm in Christ Jesus. That the Lord is coming soon, yes, stand firm in Christ Jesus. Check your ways, make sure you are walking uprightly before him. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Verse 14. If any man's work abide which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. That those who have been building a stubble and then their, their works are burnt off, they will suffer some loss, but they will still be saved because they have given their life to Christ. They are hoping in Christ, but they have no reward. That's almost like they all the reward they thought they are going to get is blown away. They just become an ordinary person. No person may say, well, this man was the great uh, minister, pastor. Look at, he built churches, he built so many, and thousands of people are in this church that he founded, and they thought he was the great man of God, great preacher, great evangelist. But if he was building a wood and stubble upon those people that are gathered around him they couldn't stand the test of time many of them will be lost himself though he's trusting christ will become nobody he may be saved but what about all these things they thought he has done for god or not let you see they are all burnt up because he was building his stubble and wood he will become an ordinary person if he is if when well, if he's saved, like he said, he said he shall suffer loss, but he may say himself, he said, because basically like by fire. It's like going through fire to be saved. That's why some people that you see them, they, they have a multi-million dollar mega mega churches, and people gather there are they building these people up in faith to stand firm the test of time, because that is what's going to test whether they are actually serving the Lord in the end. That's why he's saying there. I'll say that their work shall be proved. If any man's work abide which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire is like saving him through fire. Verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? That is, we believers that is listening that are being taught, we are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 
If any man defile the temple of God, you defile the temple of God if you are teaching them fallacies, if you are teaching them just fables that is just building hay, wood and stuff, you are, you are, you are defiling the temple of God. Because the, believe, the believers are the temple of God. So that's what you're referring to right now. Because it's following what he said about building a wood and stubble, gold and silver. That every, every man's work will be tried. So he said, don't you know we are the temple of God? The Spirit of God is dwelling in each individual. Each individual, not in the building where you gather. The Spirit of God is in individual of us. And when you are teaching them, they are hearing you, you are building something into their spirit, into their soul, into their, into their life. And that is what he's saying. And what you are building, is it wood, is it stubble? You are using wood to build it, stubble that we burn, is that we burn, or gold and precious stone that we make this solid, solid person in Christ, solid foundation in Christ. He says, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. You see that? So that's why it's very dangerous for those who are preaching, if they are preaching errors or preaching fallacy or preaching teaching people with a wood and so we are not building their faith they are building some some stories that are making them think they, they are to be rich or not those are dangerous they themselves are in danger of of building with with hay and wood and so see if any man defy the temple of god him shall god destroy for the temple of god is holy which temple ye are Verse 18 says, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Sivas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ and Christ is God's. So it's more or less rounding up what he was talking about in the first point he was addressing. The point he was addressing to the Corinthians was the fact that they were following personalities. I am for Paul. I am for Apollos. And for Sivas, so I'm for Christ. They are following personalities in the midst of liberal ministers and becoming that we are Brahmites. Oh, we are Frisbys. Oh, we are following this uh, former man that formed the Baptist Church. Oh, we are and they are following those doctrines everywhere in the world also. He said that all of all of he said, all of all these things are yours. You can pick which whichever you like, nothing no don't know with but keep following Christ. It's very important thing. See, he say we he say whether Paul or Apollos or Silvers or he say they are all yours. All things are yours. I mean it's for all we believers. Pick your pick, take your pick. Look at this for example. You go to the market, everybody go to the market, the same market. You go to the to the section where they are selling meat. Somebody say, well, I want this liver, beef liver. The other one wants just the tie. The other one just want the 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 the, the bony part, you see. but they are all in the same market. So you speak your take your pick. They are all yours. You say, well, I can't afford it. That's why I'm taking this. Well, of course, if you can't afford it, you take the one that you can afford. But you see, you see, they are all yours. Don't don't follow personalities. Don't look down on this person because he is buying the beef liver or something like that. And you say, well, I only want the tongue. I want the beef tongue. So that's just your. Your, your, your choice. That's good. So whether it's Paul or Apollos or Silvers or the world or life or death or things, present of things to come, they are all yours. Just take your pick. And ye are Christ and Christ is God. So that's how you summarize everything to, so that you don't start for, don't forget about all these following personalities and for Paul and for Apollos and for this minister and for that minister. Say so we are all yours. Take your pick. 
Now let's go to chapter 4. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the ministries of, of the mysteries of God. Now he's talking about you, listeners, look at we ministers as just stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required on stewards that in stewards that a man be found faithful. Now he's going to talk about this, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you, of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Why is he saying that? Because he was sent directly by the Lord. He was converted and the first thing that was told him was that he was going to be going for the Lord before kings and rulers and to the Gentiles. So he's saying, he's reporting directly to the Lord. So God is the one who goes to judge him, not these believers, not these people where we are like Apollos. They are not judging. So it's more for you to be judging me. So I'm, being, I'm going to be judged by the Lord. He said, For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not thereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. And we make manifest the counsel of the earth. And then shall every man have praise of God. Say, so let's wait till the Lord God will. Don't judge what I'm doing. <laughs> Don't judge what I'm doing. And because you are now picking. I'm not, I'm for Paul, I'm for Apollos. People are now saying, well, I like this man. I don't like what Apollo Paul, how he presented it. So don't judge what I'm doing. I, the Lord is the one that's going to judge that. So let's wait till the Lord comes. Which is a good thing to say. Just keep following the Lord and leave the judgment to the Lord when it comes to this minister and that minister, that minister. You pick, take your pick. There's nothing wrong with that. But if they are building hay, wood and stubble, you may be in trouble yourself. So, but if you take your food from everyone, whatever appeal to you, you listen to this prophet, he teaches something that builds you up, take that thing he teaches you, don't follow the prophet, just take the thing he teaches, he teaches you and be, use it to build yourself. You listen to that teacher, he preaches something that builds you up, that ministers to you, take what he teaches, don't follow that teacher, but take what he's teaching and edify yourself with it. You listen to the pastor here and another pastor there, you read from their books, Take whatever is ministering to you from what they are teaching you and use it to build yourself and keep following the Lord, not following that pastor or that pastor. So that is how you build yourself. We have read from um, evangelists, read books of evangelists, we have read books from pastors, we have read books from ministers. I'm not naming names because all of them are just for all of us. We have named, we have read a book of uh, evangelists as possible. So we have read so many things that we pick what we know is from the Holy Ghost and we build ourselves with it. And then we can teach other people, you take what you, what builds you up from what we are teaching and build yourself with it. But keep following who? Jesus. Amen? That's what we are trying to point out. Jesus is the one we all must be pursuing. And so, so that's what Apostle Paul is saying. Don't say, don't judge what I'm doing. He said, just follow, keep doing, let us say, God is going to judge that at the end. Therefore, judge nothing before the time. Chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and we make manifest the counsels of the earth. And then shall every man have praise of God. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. So he says, look, what I'm telling you right now, I've 
share it with Apollos so that you may know that we don't have to present the word of God in the way that people begin to want to take sides. So the man, that man should not be, he said, this is how he said it, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. Don't think of men above that which is written. We are all just stewards of God. We are all just servants of the Lord. This one is carrying water. This one is carrying pot. This one is carrying the tent. We are all just serving the Lord. We are all servants of the Lord. Don't think of us as this one is greater than this one. Why? Because this is carrying water. Or this one is greater than that one because this is carrying pot. Or this one is greater than that one. No, we are all serving the Lord. This one is carrying water because that's what God told him to carry. This one is carrying the tent because that's what God told him to carry. He's muscular, that's why he's able to carry it. Forget about him. God uses his muscle to because he could carry that. See? But we are all serving the Lord. That's what he's saying here. That don't think of men above what is written. That no one of you should be puffed up for one against another because that's what makes people they are comparing themselves. Oh, that's why he's muscular. See? He's able to wrestle with the lion. And now they want to follow him. You want to build your muscle like that, that's fine, but don't elevate man. That's what it's saying. Because we are all serving the Lord. The Lord who is giving the muscle, who is giving the wisdom. This one using muscle, this one using wisdom, this one using strength, this one using just eloquence. God is using all those things. That's why the same thing when he pulled his ministry in the body of Christ, he distributed as he likes. He makes this one to have a word of wisdom. He makes this one to have a word of knowledge. He makes this one to prophesy according to what he has already created in you. Because the one that cannot speak, perhaps you want him to be using the word of wisdom. So that's why he distributed it as he likes. And when he distributed it like that, don't be puffed up because, oh, this one is having gifts of faith. And this one is working of miracle. Everybody wants the working miracle. So he said, God is the one distributing it. And every man that receives it is not to be puffed up above one another. But we are all servants of the Lord. Verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou did not receive? It's asking question. What you have now, did you just create it yourself? You receive it from somebody. God gave it to you. Not so. so that you, you shouldn't be proud. And why, if thou did receive it, why does thou glory as if thou hast not received it? If, you are, if it is given to you by God, why are you glorying yourself as if you, you know, nobody gives it to you, you create it yourself? No. So then you, you should be humble. But it. Now, it's not talking to a condition. Ye are fool now. Ye are rich. Ye are reigned as king without us. Now, woe to God, ye did reign that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made expectable unto the world and to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and are naked and are buffeted, and have no certain dwelling place, and labor, walking with our own hands, being revived, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it. Why was he saying that he's comparing his lifestyle of ministering the gospel? With the believer that are converted, they are settled down, they are just learning. But they say, we as apostles are going about doing the work of the Lord, look like we are more like a, like a, just walking our house out, and we have no particular dwelling place. It's comparing that and say, it looks like we are the ones that are last. And of course, you look at it, yes, it looks like the workers and the laborers and they are suffering. Also. But he said, but when you look at what Christ said, Christ said, the last shall be first. In his kingdom, and the first shall be last. 
So people that are just sitting down being fed the word of God, they're just eating and getting fatter, and you're not doing anything for the Lord, they will be they will look like they are being served, you know. So I'm talking of physically, even the in the things of the of the gospel, you are being served, you are teaching you, you are just learning from it, but you better get doing something also. Otherwise, you will just be the last in the kingdom. Why the people that are serving, they will serving you the, the food they are studying hard and they be sometimes particularly we go about preaching the word of God. It looks like they are the one working harder and doing all this suffering. They are the ones that are being persecuted, being beaten because they preach the gospel to the wrong, the wrong people. That looks like they are the That's why he say, he say we are like fools for Christ. He said, but they are going to be the first in the kingdom of God when the Christ are come. That's what he's trying to say, that you look like right now, while they are doing all this, well, you guys are enjoying, you guys are reigning as king, and you are just there, and, we are, and he said, we, we that are preaching the gospel, look like we have no particular dwelling place, no certain dwelling place, and we labor, working with our hands, being revived, we are blessed, being persecuted, we suffer it, we are starting, being defamed, we entreat, we are made as the feet of the world, and are the obscuring of all things until this day. He said, that's how our life has been, serving the Lord preaching about, being beaten, being stoned, and because people don't, but you that are converted, you are enjoying just learning from what you are teaching and you, God is blessing you like little babies. You know? When a, a little baby is born, what happened? The parents are taking care of the baby, they are nurturing the baby, baby, eh, they give milk. People say, eh, they know it's the That is how believers, when they come to Christ, look like they are just babes and being taken care of. Why the mother is struggling to do this, the parents are struggling to get food, to get money, to go to the market, to get food. And that is life. That's how the life has been created. And that is what he's described when you see what he just wrote in this, that we apostles, and when he's supposed he was the one preaching about, and people are, he said, we are like fools for Christ. We are doing all this work in laboring and serving you guys. He said, I wish I could also reign with you. But see, when we look at what Christ said, these people that are serving, they look like they are the fools for Christ rather than they are the ones that are going to be the first in the kingdom of God. While the people that are being served, unless they grow up and become like apostles too and serve the Lord also, they will be like the last in the kingdom. So remember that. That's why we are challenging you to also get going, get up and do something for Christ. And it comes by first growing, growing in grace, growing in grace. See, verse 14. I write all these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though ye have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Now he's now putting his own signature on this letter and said, All of you say I'm for Apollos and for Paul and for this. It look like somehow you guys are, the, are, are diverting away from this. I'm the one that actually brought all of you into Christ. So are you now choosing this? following personality that come to teach to, that come to teach you some things say, in Christ that I have he said I have begotten you through the gospel in in Christ Jesus so you smaller saying he was the one that found 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 the found the, found the church was he say wherefore I beseech you be ye followers of me well I said ha oh, now he's saying don't be Apollos don't be this you should be following me no he's smaller saying somehow he's sensing something that maybe they are miss miss Miscontrolling something said that you should be following what I laid down for you, be you followers of me. Verse 17 said, For this cause I have sent unto you Timothy, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, which shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. So it's now he says God, he say he sending Timothy, he was a, a dear son that he always uh, lived with the pastor, 
and when you go to the next place and Timothy set up the congregation and they have been gone away from this Corinthians so we'll go back there and see what's going on and then in so tell them what they ought to be doing they teach you the what the, my ways which are encouraged that you tell them how Apostle Paul preached read the word of God study so that they keep them in balance bring them back to the to the way they should be living the, the way they should be treating one another the way they should the way we are instructing one another here as I teach everywhere in every church. Now verse 18. Now some are puffed up as though I will not come to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will, and we know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So what will you? Shall I come unto you with a rod, or in love and in the spirit of meekness? So this chapter 4, he rounded it by talking about after his talking about everything he has talking about he said well look it looked like you guys are distracted you should actually be following the pattern and lay down for you guys and still he's going to send Timothy to straighten things up he said you followers of me don't say I'm for Apollos oh I'm for Silvers I'm for this I'm for that and you have to say what we have laid down for is what you follow let me send Timothy to go and straighten that one up and so that you see that maybe you guys have not been doing all the exhortation this is what you should keep yourself on, keep your facing your keeping your eyes on Jesus. So that was how he rounded up this chapter. He was not saying that they shouldn't follow Christ, saying they should be taking examples from what he has laid down for them. That's why he followers of me. And I say, take example from what that's why he said, Timothy is coming to teach you my ways, which be in Christ. That is examples that we lay down, prayer, reading scripture together, reading the word of God, singing praise of God sometimes fasting, all of those things, he has laid it down for them. Maybe somebody came and flamboyantly did something and they are not following the other person, maybe they forget all this other exhortation. So yeah, Primothy will come back and tell you, to remind you, some of those things we laid down. Because those are very important, they are steps to getting the blessing of God, to getting God's um, grace to be growing in you when you follow those precepts and examples that he said. This is the example we laid down for you. He said that my ways which were in Christ, you shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which are in Christ. He sent Timothy, Timothy to them. So that's very important that we also should always remember exhortations on how to live our life, how to conduct ourselves, how to be praying, fasting occasionally, singing praise to God. And I was telling that many of my exhortations, this is some of the things you ought to be doing if you have given your life to Christ whether before you come in contact with this ministry or you have given your life to Christ on the radio broadcast, you will preach on the radio. Make sure you are doing the Bible study yourself daily. Read your Bible daily. Just read one chapter. I recommend one chapter from the Gospel of John, the New Testament especially. And read one chapter and meditate on it. What did I learn from this chapter? I started that by doing it on my knees. One hour a day. After, after work, after school hours. You can choose any time. It's a quiet, quiet time where you are talking to the Father through the Word of God. You read it, you meditate on it, ponder on it. What did I learn from this chapter? And then you, you are talking back to the Holy Ghost as see you. What did I learn from this chapter? And the Holy Ghost will remind you. And if you don't remind anything, you remember anything, go back to it and look at the points. And then pray over those points, Lord, help me to be able to let this fulfill in my life. And then pray for whatever you need. But also sing praise to God, just worship Him and praise Him in songs of praise. That is part of the duty of believers to praise the Lord daily. Now I do it twice a day, early in the morning, late in the night. But at the King David says, seven times a day do I praise Him. So you can even do it seven times a day. So how will I do it seven times a day? 
just set yourself aside every 33 hours to just say for a few minutes, praise you Jesus, thank you Jesus, praising him in song, maybe one song, and then later in the evening you do a, long, a longer one. One hour I did that I did that I was talking about is like 5 to 6 p.m. when I started now it's like before I sleep in the night then when I woke up in the morning so anything like that those are steps that you can do and then occasionally you fast also but when you are studying the word of God you set up a time to study the word of God as I say one chapter a day do those as part of your precept because the word of God is to feed food food for your spirit food for your soul that is what the word of God is that's why you read it and then meditate on it Apostle Paul said this, how do I apply that in my life? And you think about it, Holy Ghost will inspire you, will remind you some things, and then you begin to put it into practice. The Word of God is like a mirror that you look to see whether you are walking uprightly and then correct it. If you are not, it's something you should do daily because you'll be feeling yourself daily. So those are the ways Apostle Paul says, Timothy is going to remind them so that they know my ways which are in Christ as I teach in every church. And then when you do that, the Lord will be blessing you. And that is fundamental things we believers should be doing to keep ourselves growing in Christ. And I will go to continue this in the next, but God bless you.